Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy Woo! and sadness oh. and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose. And I think a little fear. I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey there, Broadwaisted listeners. It's me, Brian. Just a friendly reminder that Broadwaisted is going to be recording live Sunday, April 9th at 1 p.m. as a part of the NYC PodFest. That's at the Bell House in Brooklyn with our special guest, Krista Rodriguez. You can get tickets at nycpodfest.com or check out Broadwaisted on Twitter and Instagram for all that information. Tickets are still available, so we're super excited to see you there. And now for your regularly scheduled broad wasted. Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted podcast where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plopsky, and. Mail's here! What? What a crazy time and place to be getting the mail. This letter's for you, sir. Oh, why, thank you, generic mailman. Who could this be from? I guess I'll read it as my intro, live on the air. It says, Dear Theodosia, what to say to... No, wait, sorry, I read that wrong. It says, Dear Friend... Oh, no, sorry, let me put my glasses on. It says, Dear Evan Hansen. Uh, that's not my name, but that's fine. Right, okay. Um, if I could tell her that it was only us, I would sing no requiem. But I've been waving through a window for forever. Some advice, if I may. You will be found, but it, it takes time to break in a glove. Some are so big, so small. Anyway, while my words fail, good for you. Sincerely, me. P.S. I'm lost. Does anybody have a map? Well, I don't know who that's from, but I'm just going to make it disappear. I don't know who that's from either. <laughs> Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Moving on. Oh. Uh, joining us today are the usual cast-wearing fools, including Kevin Finale Jager. Thank so, you oh, for the giving me the last track. I appreciate it. Or, a.k.a. Generic Mailman. Generic Mailman. You I did pre- a great no, job. Yeah, I tried my best. I really... <laughs> and um, our game master and official babysitter of the hour, Kimberly, who's now technically officially Kimberly Schmidt, Kimberly Schmidt. is off on her honeymoon, so it's broadcast day. Broadcast. 
Um, because with us is an actor what, what? who's... <laughs> that was me beat it, bro. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Just had his Sausage hat. party. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, with us today is an actor whose career spans all mediums. He's a two-time daytime Emmy Award winner. For... Do we have to qualify with daytime? Can't we just say it sounds so much better with I, Emmy? You know, I wrote it as Emmy winner, and I didn't yeah. know how you felt about yeah, that. Yeah, well, now you know. Yeah, so <laughs> we have a two-time Emmy Award winner <laughs> yeah. for As the World Turns. He's appeared in NBC's Sound of Music and Peter Pan Live and mm. Netflix's House of Cards. A highlight of his theater credits include Hello, Ca- Hello Again, Hello Carousel. <laughs> <laughs> Hello Carousel. Hello Again, Carousel, Smokey Joe's, Violet, Little Me, How to Succeed, Cat in a Hot Tin Roof, Tuck Everlasting, The Ellis Island Ragtime, and is currently starring as Larry Murphy in The Amazing and Important Dear Van Hansen. Let's give a big, broad-waisted welcome to friend of the show. Friend of the show. Michael Park. Thank Michael Park. you, guys. <laughs> yeah. This is great. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Anytime. Cheers. I don't Cheers. need, I don't need yeah. An excuse to drink a beer, <laughs> right? So I guess that brings us right into what are you drinking? What are you drinking? I'm drinking a Guinness Draft. Me too. I, I'm drinking a Blue Moon, a big one. A big one. <laughs> I wanted to call it. Can it be called a draft if it's in a bottle? Well, the, I, there were two at the store. The first six pack you can get were was the like, cans. Was no, they had the bottles, but it said extra stout. Oh. And then there were the Who ones. Wants extra stout? I don't know. Yeah, I want right. the regular really amount it? of Dublin infused stout. Well, I'm drinking Blue Moon so people can hear how I feel about stout. <laughs> <laughs> I love a wheat beer too, though. If I'm not having one of those, I'll have one of those. Actually, one of my favorite drinks is a uh, black and blue, where you float, oh, where you like a black float. and tan, but yeah. you do exactly blue moon. like a snake bite or a dog yeah, bite or whatever exactly, they're called. Exactly. Um, black and tan. So you can follow Michael uh, on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Park Twenty Four Hours. Hours is not spelled out; it's H R S. Cool. So let's just, <laughs> let's just get right into it. Um, let, let's just start with what have you seen this week? What have you seen this week? Have, I've seen nothing. I've seen the inside of my eyelids, and I've seen <laughs> and I, I seriously and mm-hmm. with. Uh, when I'm in a show, it's really rough. I have yeah. three kids, you know, mm-hmm. so I have not. So you've seen so your kids. Boring. It's what yeah. you've seen this week. <laughs> yeah, my son's home from uh, Northeastern for oh, spring nice. break. Mm-hmm. He chose to grace us with his presence, <laughs> the cellar dweller that he is. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I've seen. Yeah, I've seen my. Ch- I've seen my son. Is all he week doing long. theater as well? No, he is an, an accountant slash finance major at. At, uh, you did good. <laughs> yeah, right? I think, yeah. Point for me. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah and my daughter, uh, uh, Kathleen, took her SATs today. Oh, really? Yeah. Congrats. Possibly. Possibly. And then, and then uh, my little, I found out, this is what I found out this week, guys. Sure. My 12-year-old has a boyfriend. Whoa. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, my, my 12-year-old Annabelle mm-hmm. has a... Bo- and I'm, she's not going to listen to this podcast, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I found out she has a bit of a, a boyfriend, which I'm, I don't... I'm, this, this, I, how do you uncover have, that? I have mixed feelings about that. Yeah, I, I can imagine. How do you imagine. uncover it? My, my wife and, and uh, uh, middle daughter uh, figured it out. And the wife always my, knows. My, Mom always, always knows. knows. Yep. So my, my daughter Ken, uh, Kathleen went to the mall where they were all meeting. These 12-year-olds were all meeting. Because they had a day off on on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's if you care superintendent days. You know, remember those? Yeah, those were like bonus. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. winter days. They were kind of awesome. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, that's how she, that's how Kathleen discovered it. Mm. She was there to hang out with said boyfriend, the, the other side of the track boyfriend. <laughs> Whoa, oh. I know. Where dancing is illegal. Yeah, man. Sounds <laughs> familiar. What's the, no, no, no. But I'm going to pony wherever I want in this country. <laughs> pony it out. That'll be our revolution. Just the yeah. pony revolution. When, <laughs> oh, oh, Cam Adams said, when in doubt, pony, pony out. Pony it out, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so have you ever seen Phantom of the Opera? 
I ha- okay, guys, this is really cool. Yeah, I might blow your minds. Go for yeah. it. When I was a senior, uh, going into my senior year, my my mother and father, mother family trip up to Toronto. I saw Colm Wilkinson. Whoa. Yes. As the Phantom in Phantom of the Opera. And I had just discovered this as I was going through old playbills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, holy crap. I didn't realize that I was watching Cole Milkinson. But I kind of did because it was so inspiring that that's kind of one of the things that made me want to do this, right? Yeah. I um, The reason I bring that up is because Kevin and I finally saw Phantom for the first time ever last week. We did. With Jim Barber as the Phantom. Yes. Yes. He – I I freaked out about that. Yeah. I love me some Jim Barber, like Assassins, Jane Eyre even. I love the Jane Eyre cast album. I have a great cast album. Jim Barber kind of timeline story. Go yes, for it. I love this. Does that make, that make sense to you? Yep. So, so I was. Uh, I don't know how it goes, and and I'm I'm, I'm going to try my best to remember this because I'm old, people. <laughs> You're just broad wasted. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Oh. You saw Colm Wilkinson do the Phantom. I did. Yeah. I, rem- I remember that. That's super cool. And I have proof. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, most that's really important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or does it matter anymore? <laughs> Not really. No, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I I was leaving Hello Again. Yes, I was leaving Hello Again, and I was auditioning for Shenandoah that was being done at Good Speed. I'm looking down so I don't screw this up. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it's a so, podcast. You're good. Right, thank you. No, you can't see me, but I am. <laughs> so I was I, I I was auditioning for Shenandoah. Jim Barber was auditioning as well. It came down to the two of I think Marcus Lovett was doing the same thing. So it came down to the three of us. Jim Barber got the job. The whole time, all of us were still were continuing to audition for Billy Bigelow, like the replacement Billy Bigelow. Oh, for, Broadway. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys remember? They had that big old thing where they had to shut down for like a week because they didn't have a you know yep. a replacement yep. for or they, a, or a, an understudy for Michael Hayden at that time. <laughs> I'm trying to make this as long as possible. The story. I love um, it. So, uh, uh, well, that's so our I'm, time. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. <laughs> I'm auditioning. <laughs> I'm auditioning for Shenandoah. Uh, Barber is doing the same thing. Barber gets it. Okay. Barber is leaving his show Milk and Honey. It was done under a supermarket somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> American Jewish Theater is exactly where it was. Cool. So he was leaving Milk and Honey, and he uh, and I ended up getting the, his replace to be his replacement in Milk and Honey. Mm-hmm. So I go into Milk and Honey. A week later, Barber ends up getting the the understudy for for uh, Carousel. So he's like, hey, my, our agents are on the phone with each other, with the casting agents, and uh, I don't know who was casting at the time. But it worked out that Jim was going to come back to his role uh, at Milk and Honey, and I was going to go out to – I was the second for Shenandoah. I was uh-huh. going to go out to Shenandoah, Shenandoah, finish that run, which had just started. So actually I was the guy, okay? Right. <laughs> so then, okay. And after the run, which is only another week long, Milk and Honey, to go into his rehearsals for uh, Carousel. So he goes into Carousel the whole time. I'm auditioning now again for Carousel to understudy him. At, when when we leave Shenandoah, I get the I land the job to go understudy him in Carousel. I have no place to stay. I'm calling Jim, saying, "Dude, I have no idea what's going on, but we're following each other everywhere." Well, I'm following you <laughs> <laughs> everywhere, but I have no place. I don't have a place in the city yet because I've just been doing these regional theater gigs and I've been living in Jersey. He ends up. He says, "You know what? I'm moving out of my apartment. Why don't you take over my lease?" <laughs> Right? So you took over his contract right? and his lease. I took over his and the lease. 
So I was living in his apartment for about a year and a half, two years. My son was born. I remember bringing my son back to that apartment, a four-floor wow. walk-up on wow. 100th and Broadway. James Barber. So see, that was a long story, but you guys laughed. I did. So that yeah, was a good punchline. Yeah, some good payoffs there. Stuff, yeah, right? yeah. And so, he's an incredible phantom, by the way. He, well, he's his, an, he's, his voice is beautiful. Yeah. He really is the voice of the angel of music. And we and Kevin and I won the lottery. We did. Uh, we got front row. We sat next to a lovely couple from Utah who also won the lottery. It was their one year anniversary. Front row. Yeah. yeah. So you, you guys weren't asphyxiated by the uh, by the the, the smoke. No, but Kevin in. awkwardly started to um, go into the auction at the beginning. I did. Uh, I yeah. started trying to bid, and like, I, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I'd never seen it before. It was just one of those things where I grew up around here, so it was just like. I was always going to be there, so I'll, like, I'll right. see it eventually. And then I realized that even more than seeing it for the first time, mm-hmm. that was my first time ever in the Majestic. Because oh, why would I right? have been there right. before? Because I didn't see it. <laughs> it's just been fantastic. Because like, it, for my lifetime, it's always been fantastic. I don't think I've ever seen it here. Now, I was on tour with Ken Hill's Phantom of the Opera. It's <laughs> <laughs> a dramatic pause. Ken Hill's <laughs> Phantom of the Opera, which we I was on what they called... Proof that you can kill what's already dead to her. <laughs> I played Raul for nine of those. months. Yeah. Yeah, heavy. I played Raul for nine months, and I really it was um, yeah change it changed my life in a lot of ways. Yeah, good and bad. Yeah, but it really started out. It it, it made me realize I can probably do this for a living. I think, you know, I got the longevity of, yeah. of, of, of sustaining whatever uh, instruments that I bring to any show. I, I can do this. It's great. And deal with the traveling and everything. It yeah. did ruin my, my, my personal life in a way, mm-hmm. but um, everything worked out in the end. Yeah. But it wasn't, yeah, it was, it was, he was the original, if you look it up, Ken Hill, I believe, was the first one to write a musical based on Phantom of the Opera. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's Lloyd Webber's whole story is that he actually saw a version of the Phantom of the Opera. I would say that this would it be It might a, have been that one. It was this and one. And then he decided and, to write his own. And, and after we started, almost every single show, we would start and people would slowly realize, oh, this isn't. This is from my soundtrack. Are they going to sing? Think of They're me. Not, this is not it. And then you, you'd see people yeah. like halfway through the first act just start getting up and walking. Yeah. I'm like, oh, boy. Well, yeah. I have to say one of the things about seeing Fan of the Opera with Brian, because I actually had seen it when I was 10 years old on the tour. I saw it in Cincinnati, Ohio. My grandma took me. Um, so I'd seen it before, but I'd, I'd never seen it on the Broadway. And I feel like it's a very different experience to see it on a tour when you're 10 and then the Broadway when you're an adult. Yeah, yeah. And so... Ah, the Great White Way. The Great White Way. <laughs> and, but one of the things that I actually... I went into it like with some trepidations that because it's been on so long, like, am I going to be wowed by some of the things that happen in the show? But I feel like... I was because of the feeling in the theater. There were so many people there. The couple was, next to us were packed. such... It was packed. Uh, completely like, full. There's a reason it's been running for 30 plus years. And it, the, like the, just like the couple who were sitting next to us, the entire theater was filled with people who, like, this was their dream to come to New York to see Phantom on Broadway. Mm-hmm. So it was just this, pl- this room full of people who were just, like, living for the show, and it was palpable. And I think that, help, like, helped the experience. Well, believe for, me, we were right next door uh, at, oh, the, at the... Yeah. yeah. Doing Tuck Everlasting, yeah. and they had lines <laughs> waiting to get in and we did not so you you saw you saw, saw the that. effect you saw the effect you saw people standing in front of the poster right there on the street yeah. taking photos but oh. do they have a dream ballet no they do they, not they don't have a dream they have masquerade which is oh, they do. Kind of, with, with mannequins it's beautiful though. it's 
I, it is. It's very beautiful. From yeah. the front row, you see the mannequins pretty clearly. But I mean, that's it's not a surprise. Like it's in the books. Like they talk yeah. about so it. So why are they using mannequins now? Are they they're, they're cutting back on? I think they always have to just. They always that have just to make the staircase completely oh, full. Oh, oh, I, when I saw it in Toronto, I was in the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I was totally. <clears throat> First of all, Ali Ebwalt, who is Christine right now for, you know, the she's the lead Christine because the, the alternate goes on because of Sarah, what's her name? Contract Sarah Brighton's contract, yeah. yep. Um, but she was fantastic. Like, yeah. It felt, there are times when you go see shows and, like, that have been on forever. And, like, there's a feeling that you get from the energy of the stage that, like, they're ready to go home halfway right, through. Right, right. And, like, I can honestly say that, especially, especially sitting in the front row, everybody was giving it. Well, and it was amazing. so yeah. not, like so many people were making their debut in a show that's running for thirty years, and that's just like so cool. Um, cool. Let's um, you know, let's just let's go straight into a game. Yes, let's play a game. What game do we have? Okay, so so I'm taking over the game master duties this week since Kimberly's not here. <laughs> okay, so I've been listening to the Dear Evan Hansen soundtrack. Okay. kind of a lot. Good. And um, one of the things that I've noticed on your song, uh, mm-hmm. one of your songs, "To Breaking a, Glo- a Glove," mm-hmm. is that it contains recorded dialogue. And I was thinking to myself, hmm, there's a lot of musical theater cast albums that also contain dialogue. So that inspired a game that we're going to play called To Speak in a Song. (laughs) And um, basically how it's going to work is I'm going to read out dialogue from a well-known cast album. And you two are going to try to yell out first... Who, what cast so album for us. You are going to win. No, I'm not. You're going to fake losing no, to make no, me I'm feel not. better. I, I think every single sound soundtrack I'm on, any kind of soundtrack, I'm I'm speaking on the soundtrack. I try not to use yours. What, that you should have. <laughs> <to throw it. laughs> so, okay. So, and I'm going to do my best impressions of how it actually oh, sounds okay. on the cast oh, album. Oh, oh, oh. This will be okay. great. To help you. All right. Okay. All right. So, here's the first one. <laughs> Run to your work. Hide behind your painting. I've come to tell you I am leaving because I thought you might care to know Sunday in the how park foolish of me because you care about nothing. Correct. Sunday in the Park of George. So he gets one Well, point. that was obvious, right? Yeah. He said so, painting yeah. and then you just yeah, got the Sunday you, up before But I why did. didn't you do it? Why didn't you say it? Because you got the sap first. Oh, did I? You yeah. were very polite. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the second one. General. Sunday in the Park We have an intruder. He walked right into the camp. The camp? Les Mis? <sighs> Miss Saigon? Oh. I believe... That Satan oh, has a whole uh, of Book of Mormon? There you go. No, what, a, what a weird <laughs> line to use. All right. It's from like the, the big number of Act 1. Sure, sure. Okay. It's going well. <laughs> number yeah, 3. <laughs> Truly it touched me, it did, that you would think of me as a friend. Of course, I was saddened to hear that your exams came off rather less than you had hoped, and that you will not be promoted come fall. And yet, I must say straight away oh. that fleeing to America is hardly the solution. No. And even if it were, I cannot provide the money you request. Go back to the exams part. Um, <laughs> can, I, can you use that in a sentence, please? And, <laughs> and that you will not be promoted come fall. And yet, I must say straight away that fleeing to America is hardly the solution. All right, time? Uh, I don't know. Spring I know Awakening. Oh, yeah, that's These it. are shows, listen, these are shows I have not seen. That's fair. Because I have children. <laughs> you, have, you have children and you're in stuff. So like it's not yeah. like you can like randomly yeah. go on a Tuesday night right. because you're on on a Tuesday night. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Again. This is going well. Wait. <laughs> I told I, you I'm terrible at this. Here's the next one. Okay, stop. Kathy, stop. Listen to me. Can we please? Oh, that's Could we um, just have two minutes where the we one don't contradict where The last everything? five years. There you go. I just knew from Kathy. I know. <laughs> 
Here, this is another one for Brian. Here you go. Kathy, there just for me. There is either the wisest madman or the maddest wise man Oh, that's Mandela Mancha. That there one I know. There you go. Um, that's my favorite. Is it? Yeah. Did you say anything else uh, about you? Never mind. I don't really care anyways. No, no, no. He just said so many. No, no. He said so many things. I'm just trying oh, to remember the best that's, ones. That's Dear Evan Hansen that you have not seen. <laughs> I saw it for both of us. You <laughs> <laughs> saw it twice. <laughs> Very good. So you got Dear Evan Hansen Yeah, do one. more things I know. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, all right. That's what I'm talking oh, about. Know, Hamilton. <laughs> That's the one you hear. So do, I, do I get a point for that? Because you just yeah. you just went into the whole thing. <laughs> I just started going. I kept. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. This one's in honor of Kimberly. Jesus, Mary. After all these years, you're still in love with the guy. You got to help save me, then, Charlie. No, wait a minute. What? I know this. Jesus, Mary, after all these years, you're still in love with the guy. So you got to help save me then, Charlie. Oh, jeez. Charlie, why can't it be like it was? I want it the way that it was. <laughs> no, no? No. Nope. Merrily, we roll. Wow. wow. I, knew, I was going to say company. You did it uh, forward, so I didn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we only got a couple more. You guys are doing fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I have of you. You ordering me to sweep and dust the parlor. You steaming off the wallpaper. You in front of a classroom of bored students. I know this too. Digging up a dogwood tree. You working on the house, smelling like sawdust and sweat Uh, and designer cologne. Little shop. No, it's you so great. standing just... on the shoulder of Route 50, bracing yourself against the pulse of the trucks rushing past. I Hands know. on a hard body. Uh, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, don't I guess know. I I'm the one who obsesses over cast albums. What, what is what it's is Fun this? Home? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh God! And these three were the ones that were going to be a little harder. So <laughs> yeah. right. here Maybe we go. You, them. you don't know. About I now. don't. I'm telling you right now. I don't know them. <laughs> oh my goodness, Gould! Is this on the bill? It's one of my favorites, Edie, please. It's the very first song you ever taught me. Oh, we used to sing it together. <laughs> no one? No one. No. Company. Grey Gardens. Grey, oh. oh, yeah, of course. September 1st, 1989. Dear Diary, I believe I'm a good person, you know. I think there's good in everyone, but here we are, the first day of senior year. Is I look around at all these kids I've known all my life, and I ask myself, what do, happened? Do Pat Leather Shoes really reflect up? I'm going with high school shows. 13, yeah. Spelling Bee. Heather's the musical. Heather. Kevin. <laughs> and this was the bonus one, which you know one's going to get. <laughs> Lay it on us. Maybe we'll surprise you. All right. So this is my best Italian accent. If you tuned out to this, to this podcast, <laughs> Bridges of Madison County. in five minutes. It is. Because you said Italian accent, and that's the only thing that I know. <laughs> there you go. I think you won. I think you just won. I think we both lost. The most great. <laughs> so that was to speak in a song. Great. <laughs> Good job, Kevin. There's a reason Kimberly's the game master. Yay. However, um, we'll play another one that hopefully is a little bit easier than that. However, <laughs> I have other games. So a couple of questions for you. Sure. Um, what's your favorite musical? Oh, my favorite, Sweeney Todd. It is. Yeah, in company. I mean, they're just those are to me perfect. They're almost they're almost perfect. Sweeney Todd is just it's, be- it's amazing. It's beautiful and scary. And have dark. you have you done that show? There's light in it. No, no. I would love to. Do you have bucket list mm-hmm. shows? Um, you know, I or do you prefer something like Larry? 
because you created the character. Mm, I, I, I don't know how to answer that, only because I've kind of just gone with the wind blows me, really. Um, I'm too old to be playing some of them now. Bobby was was a, was a bucket list thing for the longest time, and and I feel like I've, so I've knocked off in buckets. There you go. <laughs> I think I. I think I, I think, yeah. Pretty soon I'll be kicking them. So then, but then, but you know, there's a, there's I, I like to feel that in some times I've 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 done some roles that are other people's bucket lists. Mm, you know, like mm-hmm. Monty and Violet. I've, we've been, I've kind of been blessed to, to hashtag blessed to uh, to have, to have done so many. Uh, great shows yeah. and to have been a part of, I should say, yeah. so many really uh, smart, intelligent shows. And you were a part of the first like New York production of Violet, correct? I was, yes. What was that yeah. like, like working with a show that was so kind of different than what a, a lot of shows happening at that time when that was coming out? Uh, I, I don't know what that means because it was it was one of those things. I, I moved to New York, right, and I jumped in. My my first audition for an Equity musical was Hello Again. That was wow. my first audition. So okay. you booked College Boy right away. So, yeah, wow. right away, and that was probably after I got back from that that Ken Hills fan of the opportunity, and I was out of work for like a, a month, wondering, okay, I'm going to go back home. Sooner or later, I'll just run out of whatever money I saved and go back home, and it'll be fine. And then this this audition came up, so I. Landed that, which was great. Didn't really know that I had stepped in something that was really, again, going to change uh, mm-hmm. the course or the trajectory of, of my mm-hmm. career. And it did. It was wonderful. I picked up an agent, and it was it was kind of great. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And then... Then uh, it was that whole Shenandoah thing, right, that we talked about, and Carousel. So I was sitting in New York with Carousel for a while, and during Carousel, I landed uh, Smokey Joe's. Uh, It was was, – I was working. And so landing, landing Violet, I didn't really know what was was happening there. We had done the workshop. I'd done the workshop. And uh, Janine Tesori and Brian Darcy James played mm-hmm. the, the the school bu- the bus driver. Yeah, and so it was really cool. We were all yeah. we were all young. We were all kind of living it, and none of us had really busted out yet. And so we didn't really know. We didn't really know what was happening. That's so. And cool. I didn't have anything to I didn't have anything to compare it to besides this is kind of like with with, with uh, the Michael John the Cusa stuff. It was kind of like Sondheim, and then you have Janine's amazing work with Brian's and it was the storytelling was really great um, so no I had nothing to compare it to I had nothing to compare so it to so it was just everything was like a cool new experience everything was a cool new experience right that's awesome skip forward 
Dear Evan Hansen now. You yeah. did the um, you did the DC, and then you did you came to do Tuck, and then you now so you did you did correct. not do the second stage. Correct? I didn't do second stage, yeah. but I was able. I was the only. I'm the only one mm-hmm. from this cast who's seen the show. Oh, true. Because I went to the opening of of the second stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was bawling. I was sitting next to one of Mike Feist's friends, and I'm just like kind of mouthing along, trying my hardest not to sing along, trying my hardest not to go, what the f*** did they do to that scene? (laughs) (laughs) And be all angry. And then I realized, oh, it's you know what? Larry could have three more scenes, and Cynthia could have seven, and, Uh and Rachel could have another song, and it wouldn't detract from the fact that this kid's story is the focus and should be and the trajectory of, of Evan is never gonna, is not going to change mm-hmm. uh, regardless of what we do right and and at the same time the feeling of the Larry and the and the Cynthia stories on the stage with them and he's getting he's just diving deeper and deeper into this hole that he can't get out of yeah so I was it was very informative to sit there and watch the show mm-hmm. and the and the projections but the the projections are they tell a story that good for you scene is a music video mm-hmm. yeah. we so I saw it twice the first time I saw it in the front row I, yeah you tweeted about that oh yeah so um, what was interesting about that is that was the first time I saw it. So it was very much an experience where we were right there with the actor specifically, uh-huh. and I could see only the upright projections. Then I saw it from the front of the mez. Which is the perfect place to see the show. And I had no idea about the floor projections, mm-hmm. which totally changed my constant, just my understanding of the concept of the show, mm-hmm. where they're all standing. I think I mentioned this once, but they're all standing in, like, their chat boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, that just didn't... I knew that they were chatting and not talking to each other directly, mm-hmm. but it just it illuminated so much more. Those chat boxes, it's so smart. It's yeah. so incredibly smart. And then the good-for-you boxes are the same way, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's just... It's, I, <laughs> I don't get to sit in any of those because, uh, because of I don't know I'm not in those scenes. But mm-hmm. um, but I, they they really did frame the show so well, and the attention of the audience mm-hmm. is framed so well yeah. because of them. So, so you so we we could talk about performances, certain performances in that show all day long. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, uh, and it's and watching um, Ben work is pretty incredible. Yeah, that's great. But, I can't believe he's he's like a. a, a his work ethic is ridiculous yeah. too. I mean, the kid is—he's got steel cords. Yeah, but what struck me, especially the second time I saw it, kind of already having known the plot and and kind of point A to <clears> point B, was yeah, yeah. kind of something you touched on earlier. Mm-hmm. In that every character really does have a journey in that, mm-hmm. and the nuances of the Larry character and the, and um, Cynthia and you know the other mom and even and Laura the, um, Dreyfus and, mm-hmm. and all those characters. You know, it, it really you really create that world with such a limited, you know, set, set and cast. So, I guess talk a little bit about um, what went into making sure that everything felt alive from your perspective. I, you know what, um, I was talking to somebody and said, "There's so many gaps in your, in so many long gaps between uh, in your story that you have to kind of come back and fill in." I said. I, I don't feel like I have to fill in a thing because I think the thing is written so perfectly. When you have that kind of material to work in, you don't feel like you're working that hard to fill in the, the space that you've been missed on the stage for, mm-hmm. for what? It seems like maybe five minutes, ten minutes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> sorry, the Guinness just kicked in. What was the question? <laughs> um, essentially, like, what went into, you know, I'll, I'll take, we'll take a specific, the, um, your song, the, um, 
uh, to break in a glove. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a t- obviously there's a ton of subtext within that sequence yes. as well as in that song in general. Yeah. Kind of what went into you crafting those moments. You know what's really cool? So I I did when when I was at the first read, right? Yeah. It was Ben and Rachel and Jennifer and myself at the very first table read for the show and mm-hmm. and and Justin Paul playing the piano like it's a drum set Oscar shaking Sh- Oscar winner Go- Golden Globe Will winner. Wear, yeah. Justin and Benj. Yeah. yeah. So when they're there and, Ju- and, and Ben just singing like an angel, he's got a voice of an angel. Mm-hmm. Um, so the two of those, those, those two were singing all the songs while we were, while we were reading the script. And it was just, it blew, just absolutely blew me away. Then <clears throat> I was wondering, sitting there, okay, what's going to happen with this character? Mm-hmm. It gets to the break in a glove song. And immediately I'm, I'm taken back to when I was a 12 year old and my dad is, is so mad at me because I lost my glove and I can't find it anywhere and I found it in the bushes and he's like good thing you did Michael because that's the only glove you're ever going to own <laughs> yeah. and I said well that's right and I said but it's all stiff he goes come here and he takes it and he's got olive oil and he's rubbing this whole thing in and so mm-hmm. I am now completely emotional just reading the thing mm-hmm. and or I'm not even singing it right those guys are singing it yeah, yeah. and they're doing the interjections as well so watching them and realizing that, uh, <clears throat> all right, how do I make this instead of a Michael moment? I make this an Evan moment. The next reading we did, I was I was in a shower. I don't know why during the, the reading. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very it was a very wet spring. Uh, I'm in the shower. I'm in the shower, going, how can I make this? How can I make this stand out a little bit? And it just popped. It just popped. Something happened, and it was. And I, I I married the I married you're gonna make it a euphemism. Yeah, it popped, popped in the shower. Popped, damn it! <laughs> it was there and he took it. Did you hear it? He took it. He never leaves so, those ones go. No, but it, I, leave it I, hanging. Nope. I was able to marry the dialogue and the the, the lyrics to, together in yeah. a way that was I didn't let any air kind of infiltrate, and I just kind of went from from spoken to yeah. sung. And with Ben standing right there, we kind of discovered this thing together. I was I was very proud of that, and I think that's what won me. Knock on, you know, that's I believe that's what won me the the, the role mm-hmm. uh, for the future. Because I also think that Stacy Mindich also talks about our producer Stacy Mindich talks about that her husband really really enjoyed that it, that that one particular moment really touched him. Uh, so uh, and, and it does a lot of a lot of men in the audience. I, oh, yeah. I believe. I mean, yeah, I remember very. Sim- I have a similar story. You know, it's yeah. that time in a tradition where, like, I started little league and my dad taught me how to with the rubber bands and he put the ball in and like. Right. I, it's a very vivid memory right. of mine. So that's and my son. I, I it, it almost ruined my relationship with my son. Me coaching his his <laughs> little league team. That's why I have pictures of my son everywhere in my in my dressing room because mm-hmm. it could have easily been a moment. I, well, I'm not going to say it was. It could have easily been a Connor moment, but it mm-hmm. could have easily been one of those moments that ripped us apart that we could never kind of mend. So I, I, I that song means a lot to me. Um, I guess we'll go a little. Uh, I'm sorry. This no, is no. supposed to be a fun podcast. No, no, no this, this is, is really we're turning into awesome. an NB, NPR. <laughs> kind of thing. No, I so, loved it. Tell me more about. No. Um, I guess also one of the things that interests me about the show, especially from the Murphy family's perspective, is the concept of who who Connor was and who he is created as. 
um, the idea that like he was this person living a full life, and then you know he's from the audience's perspective, we never get to know him, so he's kind of a created character. Yeah, in a he's way. created. He's a, what, what's great. Mike Feist gets a, a great character to play too, because he gets to play Connor, who is completely distraught and and um, unstable. Mm-hmm. We'll say. Um, and we don't really get to know him at all. You're correct about that. And then he becomes this, the imagination of, I don't want to spoil anything, but he becomes, he becomes two characters, two other characters. Mm-hmm. He becomes the imagination of, of Evan mm-hmm. or this imaginary, uh, this imagined character of Evan because mm-hmm. Evan didn't know him. Right. And then he becomes the imagined character of Jared. Yes. In the, in the beginning of the second act. Mm-hmm. And Jared didn't know him either. Yeah. So, it's kind of it's kind of cool. We so the answer is no one knows who this counter character is. Mm-hmm. What, what you see is someone who's super troubled, right? And when you see it, you'll see. <laughs> I will. From the audience's perspective, yeah. Or from you, like having the audience right there every night. What's the one? What's the craziest audience experience you've ever had? And two, what's it like at the end of Evan Hansen when like everyone's basically sniffling? Um. The craziest thing that ever went down was during a uh, little me. Martin Short uh, is, plays like nine characters in the show. I don't know if you know the, mm-hmm. the show Little Me. Thank you for not. You didn't read anything from Little Me when we were playing that game. <laughs> I'm sorry. So that's cool, man. That's cool. Um, and a, a lady in the audience stands up and says, "My husband's having a heart attack. Um, oh, no. Somebody help me! Help me!" And um, we immediately, obviously, stop the show. Lights go on. Is there a doctor in the house? Boom, boom, boom. The ambulance. The whole time, we're wondering what the hell right. we're going to do. And uh, ambulance comes. They're dealing with stuff. Marty, uh, afterwards, the guy uh, the guy is, is, is carted away in an ambulance. And Marty decides, well, we can't just pick up. So I'm going to go do, I'm going to start, I'm going to go do a little stand-up. And he goes out and does some stand-up. And I, I, I was blown away. I was wow. absolutely blown away. Wow. It was so intense and scary. And the, the, everyone in the audience, no one knew what to do. Yeah. No one knew how to react. Right. And, and Marty says, well, I'll, I'll get us back. Hold on. I mean, it's a super, super funny show. Yeah. Right. And uh, he goes out there, tells some jokes. Uh, to get everybody back into it. I, I believe the person lived, which is nice mm-hmm. to know. Always nice. A week later, same thing happens. I said, Marty, you are knocking him dead, literally. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It happened twice. Twice in a month. That's twice. Back to back to That's, that's, that's crazy. actually crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm not telling a lie here, I believe. No. no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, t- I'm remembering this right. Yeah. And you can probably corroborate this with Todd Hames, probably. Okay. I mean, it, it, it was the weirdest deal. I don't know if it was the same week or, like, the next Were week. Were you on stage or when McGraw. both these screens happened? I might have been once. I might have been on one. Yes. That yes. that one. My my husband's having a heart attack. Brooks Ashmanskis was in the show. It was a funny show. Yeah. We had Brooks, a young 24-year-old Brooks. Yeah, we just uh, saw him in Candide. McGraw yeah. and, and Marty Short. Wow. Just stupid. Just stupid. So that was the craziest thing. Yeah. Um, how do you, at the end of the show, you, you hope that the message got across uh, to the younger people who are there to see Ben Platt and to see and to comment on how beautiful Mike Feist is. And I know that Mike Feist is he's he's beautiful, but mm-hmm. he's a very serious actor, mm-hmm. and he 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 hopes that people see through the fact that he's just a good looking guy too. And seeing the the, the pain he was going through yeah. in the beginning, the path that he goes on, his mm-hmm. character goes on to help heal everyone around him as well. Uh, and they they see 
through some of the jokes that Jared, they thank God for uh, the wonderful Will Rowland yeah, yeah. who brings who brings such levity to the show. Absolutely. Um, so, and, and you're hoping that they, they they see through that to 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 get to experience what the parents are going through. Yeah. And I think I think they do. I hope they do. Yeah. And I think they do. So I, I have faith that they do. Well, when I saw it twice, everyone around me felt that way. How about you, Kevin? I hate you so much. Damn it. It's Hamilton all over again. Wearing yeah. that Florida State hat. Yeah, Seminole Pride. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Uh, my, 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 my publicist, Lisa Goldberg. Oh, yeah. Florida State. Seminole fans, yes. My Great. friend Kevin Covert. Seminole Nation, yep. bro. It's real. It's real. It Go Bombers. Real. Ithaca College. Oh, Ithaca College. Yeah. We'll Woo. scalp you. We're the Knowles. That's fine. We're Division Three. Um, let's play a game. Let's play a game. Let's my nephew game. goes to Ithaca, by the way. Oh, he does? Yeah. For oh, My never cousin. Or? Yeah. Uh, not for theater, no. The park school? I have no clue. Your, your school? No, yeah. I'm just, I just yeah. thought I'd throw that in there. No, I appreciate it. I Don't ask it. me any more questions. For the next game we're going to play, you actually mentioned the musical already, which is fun. We're going to play Dirty Hands on a Hard Body. Oh, so boy. the way this works is you put both your hands on the table, and we're going to go around and basically play categories. We're like, I'll say a category, and we just go around rapid fire and say something that fits in the category, and if you stop or fumble or mess up, you have to put a hand up in the air. I and suck at these games. <laughs> it's going to be fine. For this version... Um, every time you lose, you're the one who picks the category. Okay. So, like, if you Sweet. fumble, then you're the one who picks the category. All right. So, so our first category to start out is going to be baseball teams. Oh, the New York Mets. Yankees. The Cincinnati Reds. The Seattle Mariners. Arizona Diamondbacks. The Cleveland Indians. The St. Louis Cardinals. Chicago Cubs. The Tampa Bay Rays. The Miami Marlins. Uh, oh, motherless horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're from Oklahoma City, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, they're a great team. Yeah. All right, so you have one hand up, so then you get to pick the category. Uh, Premier League soccer teams. Chelsea. Liverpool. David Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's your, what's your, what team do you support? Liverpool. You do? All right. I do. Um, I'm actually a QPR fan. Oh, you are? Yeah. I Sorry lived, about that. Oh, I know. I lived in South Ken for a while. And we kept go to, we would always go to Loftus Road. And I just like... You were saving QPR. QPR. I was. Oh, yeah. Do you know what QPR means, Kevin? I don't. <laughs> I knew what Queens is. Park <laughs> Rangers. The Queens Park Rangers. Yeah. yeah. Is that New York? Is that... That's London, obviously. <laughs> I love this game <laughs> so much better than what is this line from? <laughs> Throw a shade at my games. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, musicals that Michael Park was in. Oh, Tuck I Everlasting. I literally have the list in front Don't of me. Don't look at it. <laughs> um, so I said Tuck Everlasting. Hello again. Bye bye Birdie in high school. <laughs> Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> Violet. Uh, that would be Chicago in Carousel in college. <laughs> What'd you say? Carousel. Um, how to succeed? Funny thing happened to way of the form <laughs> in J- Summerstock at the JCC. Dear Evan Hansen, off Broadway. Oh. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I, I wasn't <laughs> loser. <laughs> no, <laughs> you. <were in> <laughs> DC is off Broadway. Well, it's way <laughs> off. <laughs> Put your hand up, Kevin. So I'm out. You go again. No, but you say the next. So I say the next category. Yeah, yeah. All right. How about the category is college football teams? Good college football teams. Uh, Clemson, Boise. Oh, it goes back to me. Um, Alabama, FSU. 
Washington. LSU. Okay. USC. Cornell. Sure. Penn State. Yale. Uh, I'll put my hand up for that one. Well, this we are losing. We are losing your Broadway. <laughs> All right, so it's oh, so one I, one. So you guys are oh, here whoever wins this one wins. Yeah, he's and I get to it. pick it. And you get to pick the category. You're gonna win it. You guys are picking sports <laughs> to make me feel good. I like. I appreciate that. Um, right. Oh, musicals with sports in them. How's that? Okay. We'll combine. Sure, the two. sure. Does it have to be a musical? Like it can, it can be in play. Play. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. fine. Theater uh, experience with sports in it. Yeah, sure, gotcha. sure. Great. I don't know a lot, but this is cool. Um, I'll start with Damn Yankees. I was going to start with Damn Yankees. I'm going to have to go with Cat Not Tin Roof. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, take Me Out. I don't know. Bring It On. Oh, good one. That's a good one. Uh, Dear Van Hansen, right? He oh, was... Falsettos. Jason played baseball. Oh, Lissa Strata Jones. I was going to say that one. Oh, really? I said Ragtime. Oh, good one. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, isn't there a Top Gun musical with a volleyball scene? That doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I, even if that exists, that doesn't count. Um, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, oh, Lombardi. Lombardi. Oh. You win. I've got nothing else. Oh, you don't have anything else. But you, talk- you totally win. I'm giving you the you, prize. Wow. You win all the prizes. I don't know wow. what to do. <laughs> You're selfless, Michael Park. <laughs> oh, now I look terrible. <laughs> yeah. Great. Thanks. Yeah, one, more? Uh, one more question before the last game. Sure. Okay. What's been your experience with technology in the industry and in the world, kind of having been part of a show that mm. like is much about the technology yeah. of today? You know what's you know what's great is I uh, you know because I'm 48. We we didn't have we had to we had beepers and we had to call our agents uh, on a break um, with a with a payphone. Yeah. Um, nowadays, music directors and directors have to say, "Hey guys, can we just put the." our cell phones down for a minute and pay attention. That, to me, is remarkable that people have to actually say that. Yep. No, um, is that because people are texting it or because well, like, they're co- using it to record? It's not because they're using it to record. Some people text during situations. Because I have three kids, and if I'll, I'll, all of a sudden I'll say, oh, guys, I, I'm so sorry. I need to take care of Priorities this. are priorities, yeah. Whereas I'd have to wait and get news or my daughters would have to wait to get in touch with me during Until one of my breaks. Break. Yeah. So that's good and bad, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good that I can be in touch with my family and in, in some kind of crisis mode if, if I need to. It's it's terrible because I can be in touch with my family at a drop of a hat yeah, yeah, yeah. or that I can be t- tweeting and not really paying attention to... Now, I'm noticing something terrible about myself that I'm watching a television show and I'll check at Twitter at the same time and I'll have to rewind the television show because I miss something. I do that it's, too. It's so, it's so frightening, yeah. isn't it? Um, it's great to use also as a punishment. To take, to take technology away mm-hmm. is kind of wonderful. They're, they're, the world is going on around us. And if I take these kids, my, my kids' world away from them, yeah. What what are they going to do? Yep, and and also if you want to be on, if you want to be uh, texting with your friends, you can text text for half an hour, read for half an hour. Mm-hmm. You got to you got to equalize. Same thing with my son when he was playing his you know <clears throat> video games down in the basement, <laughs> cellar dweller. That he will. Um, <laughs> I said, dude, this is great. Have fun for an hour. You got to equalize for an hour, and he complied, and it was wonderful. Technology of shows. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, and specifically, Dear Evan Hansen. I mean, the ninth character of our show are Peter Negrini's 
projections. And yeah. it's really it, – they tell a story and they help us tell the story. Let's hope they're not distracting. Um, let's, let's hope they're not distracting us from the story mm-hmm. and from major moments like at the end of Act 1, the cathartic moment that Larry yeah. and, some, and Cynthia have. And, mm-hmm. uh, and even that, that uh, Laura Dreyfus is having at the end of Act 1. Right. Uh, or what, what, what Crystalline is trying to – or uh, Alana – but there's a lot going on, yeah, yeah. and and I don't know if if some kids can handle all of all the of information it. that they're being thrown. Um, you mentioned TV shows. What are you watching now? I am watching Catastrophe on Amazon. Um, it's Amazon. so good. I, I love them. He's great. He's Rob Delaney is amazing. Yeah, I I just got done watching Sneaky Pete, which I really liked. Oh yeah, Sneaky Pete was great. Um, there was something on Netflix I was watching. Oh, Sensei. Right, right, right. The second season dropped, and I hadn't caught up yet, so I was watching a little bit of that. I love car shows, though. I'm so addicted to um, Wheeler Dealers. Yeah. <laughs> Velocity. It's so stupid. I'm an Anglophile, so so I, <laughs> I, I love those two guys, the two Brits, Mike and Ed, and I can't, I can't fix a car either, but I just love hearing them talk about it. <laughs> I hear you. It's a long bonnet. We need to do what a motor. It's a sporty motor. You know, they're not talking about the motor. They're talking about the car itself. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, it's kind of great. I, I just love I love it all in the boot. He's got it in the boot. I just love it. <laughs> There's a lot of rust in your boot. That's in between the Liverpool right. games. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really kind of great. I just love all that. I love all that stuff. And I'm, okay. The great English baking show. Amazing. Possibly oh, the best show so on TV. And There's something yeah. amazing about watching a reality show where they're all in it together. Yeah, and where there, there's no, there's it's all camaraderie and no evil doings, if you will. No, yeah. I love it. Yeah, I love that. I also love Chopped. Yeah, I love Chopped watching is Chopped. I love Chopped. Uh, yeah, those are my those are the shows I watch. It. Uh, love. I'm glad Love is coming back. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I liked Red Oaks too. Red Oaks is really fun. I loved Red Oaks. Yeah. Will Roland was in a couple episodes of Red Oaks. Oh, I should stop. <laughs> Let's play a game. Let's play a game. So, so I'm ha- I'm handing Michael two packs of Lights of Broadway show cards. Have you seen these before? I'm in a couple. I know. <laughs> I'm just making sure. All right, good. So I have. So okay. So I've actually written a uh, Broadway and Mad Lib for you to read, and it's actually loosely based on uh, the show that you're on or have yeah. been on. Uh, so this one is called As the Stage Revolves. And it's the Lights of Broadway show card Mad Lib. So you just read, and every time it says, like, Lights of Broadway card, you just read whichever card you open. Have you guys had uh, squigs on your show? Yes, yes. multiple times. So, yeah, so you'll just <laughs> jump right in there. There's so much drama happening inside the walls of Broadway's newest theater, the Oakdale. <laughs> <laughs> the entire cast of the new production of Louis J. Stadlin. The musical <laughs> is in shock after learning that the lead, Robert Morse, is actually the long-lost swing Bette Midler. <laughs> this has struck Hello, Dolly. Wait a minute. Does that work? Yes. This has struck Hello, Dolly especially hard. Isn't that something? That that, that That's really time. funny oh. that came together. <laughs> Since they have been lovers and secretly con- uh, conceived a child together. The endless feud between aging diva Nevin Steinberg. That's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. And the ingenious ingenue James LePie. <laughs> 
has reached an all-time high that led to a final ultimatum from theater owner Robert Morse again. <laughs> Finding a way to work together or be blacklisted and never work on stage again. As if this wasn't enough, more drama lurks amongst the backstage crew. We've learned that the mysterious new assistant stage manager is none other than Jen Kalala. <laughs> <laughs> Escaped from prison and waiting for the perfect moment to seek revenge on falsettos. <laughs> Perhaps revenge is a dish best served center stage. And moments before the first preview performance, LaShawns wakes up from a coma and finally reveals who cut the rope holding the spotlight that caused their injury. Who's guilty? Hmm. Find out next time on As the Stage Revolves. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, thank you. Yeah. Of Jen <laughs> um, Thanks for joining us. Thank you. We really appreciate you being here with us. Um, we end every episode with a quote. Yeah. And today's episode is Flash of Mauve, Splash of Puce, Fool and Gold, Gold, Ghoul and Goose, Green and Black, Queen and Priest. Trace of Rouge, Face of Beast, Masquerade, from <laughs> the Opera. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, I was like, what the hell is I'm gonna, that? Uh, this is the quote from my father. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Swing hard and look up. <laughs> How about that? That's good. That's I like George, that. I like George Arthur Park Jr. All right. I look yeah. up. Swing hard and look up. My, my quote from my dad is, what, you made a glass? By the way. <laughs> <laughs> No, now I say it to everybody else. I'm just like, I'm trying to watch the Mets, guys. Uh, what, he made a glass get out of the way. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You guys are, you're Mets fans? I'm a big Mets fan. I'm sorry Jets about fan. that. Yeah, Mets that's terrible. But I grew up in Jersey, so yeah. I'm a Devils fan, so I've seen three Stanley Cup wins. Good. Yeah. Good. And QBR. Go get them, boys. <laughs> Good old QBR. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what, 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 what famous, what, what, what uh, saying did your dad give you? Um... Kevin, you're too expensive. <laughs> you have a big family, Kevin? I do. I have uh, two sisters and a brother, yeah. and then my two parents, and my mom's the oldest of six kids, so there's a bunch of people Great. around. Oh, wow. yeah, 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 yeah. My dad was an only child, parents. though, so he was obsessed with having a big family. Huge family. What? Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah thanks, thank you so much. Well, we end every episode with our favorite cadence from our favorite musical, Zoo-Doo-Wop-Bomp. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Michael Park. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists. What they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. 
Granger for the ones who get it done.